Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, we will be surfing the psychic development waves in the show, and we're going to be looking at some of the beginner and advanced waves that you might come across. And there really isn't a hierarchy of psychic work, but outside meditation, it's a little bit easier to talk in the sort of linear terms of like sort of beginner and advanced. So sometimes we don't know where we're going to end up when we start exploring the psychic waves. And sometimes we get really advanced stuff happening to us without really knowing it. And it kind of sinks in over time. And other times it's like simple as best. So the more that sensitive psychic person progresses with life, um, the harder it is to sit in meditation and just to sit still. And uh, 10 minutes of that can seem like a luxury. And so there's that old friend called out that comes in and says, you probably aren't doing anything. And with all this energy flying around, you know, nothing's happening. And so that's a really good clue that you're onto something, actually. Usually when you start hitting that inner skeptic or that doubting uh, person, in your head, that usually means that you are getting to something close that you wanted to unravel. And so sometimes in our psychic development, uh, everything's like a big mystery. Sometimes we want all the tools possible. Uh, sometimes we want to be part of a psychic community. Um, and so we're going to explore some of those concepts today. Um, I have a couple of examples that might have happened to me in my own sort of development. And for me, where I'm at now is that it's still development. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, things that used to be a big mystery in the past maybe are not so uh, flashy and a mystery now, but they're still as exciting as ever. Um, and so we'll kind of explore some of that today and how to make sense of it all. So on the spiritual path, there's usually something that grabs you, some shiny object, some type of uh, spiritual glamour. Um, and then sometimes there's a structure that you kind of want to get to, uh, to whatever the modality is you're, you're trying to figure out. Let's say Reiki and you're really into the symbols or how energy moves in the body. Um, but it's really the practice of whatever that modality is where you're learning and growing and you start to do some of the exploring on your own. And sometimes you are teaching yourself because we're all kind of different spirits inside the body. <laughs> we have lots of different things um, informing us and different past lives and different sort of spiritual ideas we want to get to this lifetime. Um, so if we look at an example of mediumship, you know, and I can think back to different nights of mediumship I've attended. And you get to be in a room with a bunch of people that are, you know, so excited to talk to their loved ones. And there's that schoolyard thing of like, pick me. <laughs> and the medium person um, on the platform or whatever the words you want to use for that, but the medium in charge of the 
uh, night is trying to sift through all those folks that are like raising their hands energetically, like pick me. And it's usually somebody you don't even expect in that room. And, um, you know, you kind of leave the night realizing that you've been enveloped in this mediumship energy where the whole room is connecting to the other side. And after that evening, you leave in an, an amazement, which is great. That's an energy too. But thinking about it a little bit deeper, you just witness folks being very vulnerable. They're talking to their loved ones anyway, whether or not they were picked by that medium for the message. Um, you connected you know, to some of your own thoughts about death and dying. Um, and then you might be wondering how that medium got to that place to be in that kind of communication. And sometimes it is a very physical uh, manifestation of that energy where that medium is in this physical sort of presence. Other times it's uh, just uh, like a different air you're breathing Sometimes it's really super clear audience where you're hearing all this sort of buzz in the air. Your ears are already ringing even as an audience member. Um, sometimes you're already put into a trance. Um, so that's where I started to figure out that there was something going on with me in the trance area. <laughs> because I would want to just go right out, like close my eyes and I'm just gone. And I'm like, wow, this is so weird after such a buildup of wanting to be in this room. So... Uh, over time, I kind of unraveled this, and I did uh, go to uh, Arthur Finley College in the UK, which is a college of psychic sciences, um, and I've taken other classes and sat in circle, different mediumship, mediumship circles along the way. Um, but it took a long time, and um, it's something I'm still working on. It's still unfolding. And so uh, many of you out there are looking for the big splash the big demonstration and that's fantastic and that's fun and that's interesting and you get to feel like you're a spirit you know um it, it's hard to ignore and those experiences are great because you can't undo it in your mind you're like oh my gosh i just saw this miracle <laughs> and it's gonna be with me for the rest of my life and we need that we need you know, sort of that interaction with spirit where you can never, ever forget. Nobody can talk you out of it. The inner voice in your head can't say, nope, that didn't happen. You made it all up. You can't because you're in the room with a whole bunch of people. So, uh, you know, there is something to be said to witness different spiritual phenomena. Uh, sometimes we get into these modes, and I've probably had this several times in my life by now, where you, you're obsessed with that. You're obsessed with wanting to make a big spiritual connection. Um, but if you just sort of relax, it's coming. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen in your lifetime. If you're asking for it, it will happen. It doesn't ever happen the way you think it's going to. Um, there was a big blue being in my bedroom one night back in 2003, and I thought I was dying and I wasn't, and the room was light and dark at the same time, and I thought, clearly I'm having a medical event, um, but I was so full of joy that I can't even get to that point. I haven't been at that point in the last couple of years, but I know that joy, and it will never go away, and I had conversation with this being, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going with you. <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening. I just wanted to go wherever the blue thing was going. And um, 
you know, I do call it the blue thing, but it was very, very Christ-like. And that's just my construct of what I think that is. Uh, but it could have been any spirit. It could have been somebody with a body. It could have been somebody without a body. It could have been a spirit from many lifetimes ago that's coming back. It could have been me <laughs> coming back as a spirit to my own self, which is maybe why I felt so happy. Um you know, these things are still mysteries to me, uh, but again, I can't undo it. I can't not know what that is. And once you get to that little, those little nuggets of knowingness um, in your life, it it really shapes and opens you up and it makes you more available to more experiences like that. And so um, we all have these very gentle sort of experiences that happen with, with strangers and magical conversations that we never could have even imagined before they happened. And that's just as valuable as a giant blue being in your room <laughs> that you're just going to go wherever that being's going. Like it, it's all the same at some point. And so that's kind of the purpose of the show is to sort of point out that if you think you're a beginner or if you think you're advanced, or you think you know everything about meditation, or you think you know nothing at all, it's all okay. In a meditation space, it's all sort of open to you, and you get a lot of chances to play in that energy and let it change over time. And so uh, how I got to Arthur Finley was after this Blue Bing situation, it kind of all calmed down. I was sort of back to my regular life and I started having these uh, weird heart palpitations. I don't know what to call them. Uh, went to the doctor. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Hooked up to all these different machines. Nothing's wrong with me. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of, it's got to be something else. And over time, I sort of figured out that it could be a mediumship thing. And so I got myself to Arthur Finley and uh, the classes are about a week. You stay overnight. Um, you get to experience other folks having very similar, similar issues to yourself. I took a class in trance uh, healing or it's an experimental trance class or something like that. Anyway, all the classes are fantastic. It doesn't matter which one you pick, but um, you really get to see others from all over the world that are very similar uh, experiences to you, um, that they're connected to spirit in the same way you are. Uh, you get to have meals with them, attend bigger classes, smaller classes. There's like evening activities too. So it really kind of opens you up to, you know, that this is a little bit of a lifestyle that you kind of have to deal with. And so finally, I think I settled down, um, with myself and my inner conversation that like, this is just kind of going to be how it is this lifetime. And it's okay. Um, I actually have um, a lot of psychic experiences that have been told in my family, on both sides of the family for all, many years. And I grew up this way and I was still sort of hiding myself. I don't even know where that came from. But uh, after the Arthur Finley experience, I just kind of calmed down. So uh, it is a thing that I, work on all the time, which is the hiding. <laughs> I didn't know why I'm hiding. People come to me all the time and ask me questions. So I'm not that hidden, even to strangers. So, uh, you know, fast forward to a podcast. So obviously, I am kind of known for this. So that's okay. But it took me a long time to get here. Um, and it is something that this sort of 
sensitive psychic life or this part of your life does need to be cultivated and taken seriously. And, um, you know, every time you take a class or you're learning some type of new technique uh, with healing or psychic stuff or whatever you want to call it, it's really advisable to tell someone outside your psychic space uh, what you're doing. I wouldn't pick the most skeptical friend, (laughs) but I would definitely tell someone outside uh, your regular psychic practice. You just kind of want somebody who will be there that can remind you if you're kind of going too deep with something and that you do have the rest of your life. Because the beautiful thing about being in 2022 is that you can have all parts of your life and they can all be functioning. You can have a sort of secular workspace. You can have a psychic life. You can have friends and family and social activities. Um, You can be learning new things, you know, and that may never stop in your life. You don't kind of get to a plateau and just stay there. Sometimes we do for a little bit, you know, a couple of months usually. And then you're like, okay, what's next? So there is this whole world that you get to have. Um, and you want to be sure that there's some friend out there that will remind you of that when you start any kind of uh, spiritual development. Um, and that did actually very much help me throughout my life. Um, and it's also kind of hard to know that when you start um, a spiritual development practice, uh, what you need around you. And it's always changing. So That's kind of where the challenge comes in. So it might be that you need a little bit of work on, let's say, your diet. You're going to add some meditation. Maybe you're going to get some information about Reiki, healing, or something about Reiki in there. Um, Or it could, and that seems to work for a while, a couple of years maybe, and then you're on to something else. Or it could be that you need to change maybe the physical activity you're doing all the time. And you have a certain group of friends around you that support you. Um, And it could be that when you start reading books, that different past lives keep jumping out at you and you need to practice around that. So sometimes your life is informing you of what you need in your psychic life, like the rest of your life. So either way, you definitely want a friend that will be able to point out when you're kind of going down a rabbit hole and forgetting about the rest of your life. And uh, it's also my other sort of last piece of advice here is that you kind of don't want to make hard stops with energy. And I have done this and has not worked out for me. um, And it was totally unnecessary. But so, for example, you may not be into mediumship today. And so that example that I gave earlier doesn't really speak to you right now. But just give it some time. You might be interested in mediumship and how to cultivate uh, a trance type of meditation, you know, 10 years from now. And that's okay. You don't need it all today. You don't need to figure it out all today either. Um, but you can sort of leave yourself open that maybe one day I'll learn Reiki or maybe one day I'll learn all about healing. Um, maybe one day I will change up my meditation practice or I will get into Buddhism. <laughs> you know, it's, you have lots of options um, and you have lots of time to sort of uh, explore, discover new things, discover new things about yourself. Um, 
you know, in the spiritual community, there's lots of talk about, you know, your friends are going to change when you start a spiritual practice. And actually, you can be a little bit easier on yourself about that. Sometimes all of your friends do not need to hear about how your meditation went that morning. <laughs> not everybody needs to know. They may not want to know, and they may think like, oh, great, that person does meditation. Good for them. And maybe that's it. They're fine. They don't, they don't need an update every single day. Uh, sometimes you are in that sort of obsessive vibe of like, oh, my God, this amazing thing happened, and I had all these dreams, and I, you know looked at them in meditation that meant all this stuff and you're all excited. But again, you don't need to tell everybody about that, uh, experience. Um, because you don't need to sort of weed out your fl- your friends either. All of the people around you, uh, contribute to your life in some way. Some friends and family may not be as supportive, but that doesn't mean that you need to do a hard stop and like never speak to them again. I mean, sometimes, um, there's traumatic situations that require that, but usually you can just sort of back off from going berserk <laughs> and telling them all about this new thing you just found out. Um, because the spiritual vibes do have a little element of uh, preaching and conversion, and you don't need to go there. You can just relax and get more and more confident in the practice that you're working on, whatever that is. Uh, you can share it with people that are interested and not every single friend of yours is going to be interested. <laughs> they might be very happy that you have your meditation practice down and they're going to do something else. Uh, the other thing that I found out along the way is that some of the most mundane tasks offer a lot of insight into how you handle yourself as a spirit. So if you're washing dishes and spacing out, you're cooking and spacing out, you might want to look at what's the spacing out about. Is it a past life you're hitting? Is it uh, that the repetition is getting you into a trance state? And so maybe after you wash dishes, you should go sit down for 10 minutes and run some energy. Um, It's all kind of informing you. And so this is kind of getting back to letting all of your life inform you and let it all talk to each other. But it did take me a long time to figure all this out. So I'm just sharing it with you today. Um, The other piece is that uh, we don't always know what's sort of the beginner idea of, let's say, meditation and what's more advanced and how far can you go. I think uh, in most of the spiritual work I have seen, You can take the most simplest technique and it can get complicated very fast. So I don't think you really ever need to worry about what's simple or what's advanced if you're a beginner or you're not, because we have lots of things informing us in our regular present day life, but we also have past lives. We have all the other people we're connected to and all the information they have. And so we have a lot of Uh, knowledge coming at us all the time. So um, we don't really need to decipher where you are on that spectrum of beginner or advanced. And I'm saying this in this sort of linear way um, because in meditation it becomes a giant circle. (laughs) So uh, again, over the years I have really sort of looked at this and 
there are times when a spiritual ego gets sort of fired up and you want to show somebody something and you don't need to do that either. Uh, if somebody is uh, very adept at, let's say, physical mediumship, fantastic, but that may not be you. That may not be your path. That may not be your um, set of skills that you're bringing into this lifetime. Um, you may might want to cultivate it in a physical mediumship circle, but um, there's lots of other things that come into that, like uh, the earth energy that you're in, uh, the people and the, and the setting of the circle around you. So, uh, again, it, there is a spiritual ego. And so that's why you want to have that trusted friend that can say, Hey, you're getting a little nuts with this stuff, <laughs> you know, lay off the Reiki, discover something else. <laughs> I'm just using that as a joke, but, um, and as an example, but there's many other, uh, areas that we can play in over time and uh, your needs are going to change over time in your psychic development and if you're just starting out I'm just kind of giving you the lay of the land uh, the other thing I guess the last little tip that I've uh, sort of used this lifetime is that if you're brought up in a certain uh, religion uh, Judeo-Christian sort of tradition or, or any other type of um, sort of religious tradition, you can still keep that in the background. It may not quite talk to everything you're doing right in the moment of present time, but you don't need to discard it either. It's another place of where you don't need a hard stop. And I guess in my own lifetime, I've just noticed that it's been very comforting to go back to some of uh, the other traditions that I sort of grew up with. Um, and they kind of all talk to the rest of my life, even today. And that's okay. Um, but I think when we're first starting out, we're starting to get our feet, feet wet with everything. Somebody's given us a tarot deck. <laughs> it starts, uh, this sort of discussion internally of like, what do I do with all the other stuff I know? And I guess my last tip is to, uh, not have that hard stop and just let it all be there. Um, you don't need to um, sort of decide that this is the one vein you're going to be in because usually in the psychic sensitive folks that I've talked to over my lifetime, they're doing many different things. You know, there could be a couple of years of, you know, consulting a tarot deck, giving readings um, and uh, doing psychic art. And then a couple of years later, you're doing something else. And so it's all kind of part of this process of discovering yourself, discovering your own abilities, you know, exploring the world around you with different kinds of lenses. Um, and so hopefully that helps some of the beginners out there. I have a couple of uh, new listeners that are uh, interested in learning some of the meditation pieces. And um, sometimes... Uh, Meditation is the starting point. Other times, people will return to it later in later um, parts of their development. Um, so we'll experiment today, see how far we get. And, um, you know, you may come back to the show again and again. You might explore other shows. Um, and certainly we have a lot going on on Inflow Radio for you to get into. So... An example of a beginner meditation would be where we get earth and cosmic energy running 
and we do this almost every show. Um, there's different ways to run energy. Um, many different types of um, modalities have different ways of doing it. I'm just presenting one of the ways. Uh, if you meditate enough, you will know what feels the best to you and your body and how you want that energy to flow. Um, and so we'll get into meditation in a second uh, to start sort of this energy running. Um, and then usually you're looking at your space. You're looking at your aura, layers of your aura. You might be looking at different uh, energy centers in the body. I call them chakras, uh, like many other folks do, but there's lots of energy centers in the body. I'm concerned with maybe the big seven <laughs> right at the moment and uh, in the body. And you have your hands and your feet. There's also chakras or energy centers above your body um, that earth and cosmic energy flow through. The other thing uh, we have to play with is not just the body and everything in it, but these layers of the aura. And the aura is that energy field that's around us. And back in the 80s, we were pulling in our auras really tight. <laughs> we were calling our energy back to uh, ourselves. Um, but I noticed 2022 uh, that we have uh, a lot more space and maybe more freedom. I'm not sure how to describe it, uh, where we can get really big and that can be okay, or we can get uh, that aura very close to the body and that can be okay too. So it seems like there's a lot more permission on the planet to do um, uh, that, uh, set up that space however you would like. Um, and sometimes you'll notice it will change throughout the day, several times a day, and that's okay too. Um the other thing is, uh, as you're kind of looking at cosmic and earth energy flowing through your space, you can notice that flow of energy, how it's uh, moving, how fast it's moving. Um, you might want more cosmic energy one day or more earth energy another. Um, you can notice that there's different um, aches and pains sometimes in the body that get relieved by having cosmic and earth energy flow. Um, in the meantime, you have your own energy that's moving around too. <laughs> so there's that, there's like three pieces to this. Um, and sometimes you might want more energy in the body where you kind of don't notice parts of your body. So sometimes we don't even notice the calves. I don't know why we just don't. Other times we completely forget about our elbows. So, we can come back to those spaces in our body and sort of notice what happens when earth and cosmic energy flow and we're really conscious with it. Sometimes there's energies we pick up from other people, places and things, situations, and sometimes we're using this cosmic and earth energy to release energy too. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, being in present time is what we want to be, is where we want to be. Uh, sometimes having old uh, past information or, or experiences hang around our space isn't useful, so we let that go. Other times it is. So when I notice now, uh, very different from the 80s and 90s, is that we get a lot more choices now of how to run our energy. And maybe that's because lots of other people on the planet are looking at their psychic spaces in different ways. I'm not quite sure, but I will find out one day. So let's say we have cosmic and earth energy flowing 
Uh, we've pulled in our aura just because we feel like it. Um, we've noticed different parts of the body. Everything sort of seems to be all systems go. <laughs> and then we want to move on to other things. And so sometimes we get into some of the upper chakras, let's say uh, the sixth chakra center of the head or the seventh chakra top of the head. And uh, that helps you to sort of be a little more distant and less emotional about what you're seeing. It helps you be an observer. But that's not to say that you can't be in the second chakra where a lot of creativity happens and you can't be neutral. It's just that you get a little bit more of movement and speed looking at energy if you're in the upper chakras. But I don't want to rule it out. If you want to be in the first chakra and hang out there, totally fine. Um, but along the way in meditation, you get to figure this out. Um, it's not one time and that's it. Uh, you'll want to come back to these types of meditations again and again. And something new will sort of come out of the meditation. Uh, some of the meditations, by the way, that I have on the show will make you fall asleep. And that's okay. We are just sort of discovering the trance state. And we all have different sort of realms of where we totally just go to sleep. <laughs> and where is that? You know, where is that line of where you were conscious and now you're going deep? You're just going deep and you're not going to come out for a while. And that's okay. Totally okay. Totally exploratory. Um, so examples of kind of more advanced type of work, like I mentioned before, the trance stuff, um, Let's say you've moved into some of the upper chakras. You're kind of relaxed as a being. You're in the center of your head or the top of your head. Um, you might be moving all sorts of people, thoughts, pictures, energies, situations out of your head. Sometimes you'll use a rose. Uh, you put it outside your aura and have it collect all the energy you'd like to move out of your space. Um, you know, in the past, we were moving a lot of energy out um, but I think today it's good to know that you have a choice to move it out. Keep it there. Know what it is, why it's there, what it's doing for you. Maybe you're trying to solve a giant work problem and you're going to keep coming back to it day after day. And that's fine. Um, you can clear out the energy for new ideas. You can keep it there in your space. Maybe it's in your aura. Maybe it's in an organ in your body. You know, there's lots of things to sort of discover uh, of what is moving around your space. What kind of energy is that? Um, and sometimes um, you might want to have that rose out in front of you collecting energy. Maybe you want to move out, but you want to see it all. You want to see all that stuff you want to let go of. Um, you can ground that rose to the center of the earth or you can connect it to the sun. Sometimes you do both. Uh, and then when you're ready to sort of see that rose collect all the energy you want to move out of your space you can dissolve it you can blow it up you can release it to the sun you can let it go to the center of the earth uh, we kind of use roses uh, like little balloons um, and i've made jokes that you can also use a potato and that's totally fine um, so sometimes we use little symbols to kind of help us move energy in or out of our space. Uh, sometimes when we want to call energy into our space, uh, that can be very um, intricate um, and it can be very easy in meditation outside of 
meditation. It's sounding probably very intricate, but you can use different colors. You can have um, sort of a darker purple color when you're working with past lives. You can use a clear sky blue when you need to be super, super neutral and you're looking at something that might be a little tough for you to be neutral. The more you use this sort of sky blue color, it's easier to look at the energy and you can do different things in that energy of sky blue. Uh, so there's a lot of color work as well. And that will mean something to you as you kind of move through different meditations. So with that, we're going to get into it. And uh, let's just take a deep breath. Let's be in that space behind your eyes. That's the center of your head. If you have siblings or really, really close friends, they are really good at getting into the center of your head because they're talking to you all the time, <laughs> telling you all sorts of stuff about their day, and that may not be what you need to hear at the moment. So in this case, I'd like you to just imagine that you are taking up all the space in the center of your head. And anybody that uh, still wants to hang out, they can come back later. But you're basically squishing everyone out of the center of your head. And I'd like you to just imagine this space being just a gold color. So you're in the center of your head, just hanging out there. Maybe you're in this fuzzy gold color. It's all your own space. The only energy in your brain right at the moment is yours. There's lots of glands and other movement happening in the brain right at the moment, but we just want to be in that central space. that space behind your eyes. Great. So then from the base of the spine to the center of the earth, I'd like you to just imagine a column of light. And that can be really big. It can sort of encompass all of your body space. If you're sitting down or standing up or lying down, it's fine. And there's a lot happening in that first chakra at the base of the spine. Lots of different ways we communicate with the earth and our bodies. You can also allow some of that earth energy to start to bubble up through the soles of the feet. Through the legs into that first chakra might notice a nice looping action of earth energy happening. You can let some of that earth energy start to bubble up the spine. There's a couple of different uh, energy channels, front and back of the spine. You have a lot of energetic stuff happening with the synovial fluid of the spine can just imagine earth energy flowing through there. And as this bubbles up, some of that earth energy is going to flow over the shoulders and down the arms and out the palms of the hands. And some of that earth energy is going to flow through the fifth chakra at the throat, 
sixth chakra center of the head and out the top of the head, the seventh chakra. And if you take a look around, you might notice that there's other chakras above the head outside of the body. Okay, so now for some cosmic energy we're going to bring in. So the sun has so many things to offer earthlings. Um, and one of the things that it does is it amplifies energy back to us. Sometimes it's our own energy um, reverberating back to us. Sometimes it's just cosmic energy. Um, so you can imagine from the sun you have another column of light that's coming into your space above your head. And that might seem like a giant golden sun above your head. You might even feel it being a little heavy. It might be very light. You just might notice a giant column of light above you coming into that seven chakra top of the head. It's going to start to filter through those back channels of the spine. It's interacting with all those other chakras. It's going to mix with earth energy. It's going to land at that first chakra, base of the spine. There might be some of that cosmic energy that flows down the grounding cord to the center of the earth. You might notice some of that uh, cosmic energy flows through the legs. And as that cosmic energy starts to interact with that earth energy, it's bubbling up the front of the spine now. It's going over the shoulders, down the arms, and out the palms of the hands. And that cosmic energy is flowing through that fifth chakra at the throat, sixth chakra center of the head, and out the crown chakra, or that seventh chakra. It's kind of like a whale spout. So just from this moment, this might seem like a beginner meditation, but there's so much going on here that it gets advanced very fast. In fact, these words don't really mean that much in this moment. So you might want to notice that you're kind of in this bubble of your own energy between the body and the aura. And I'd like you to just bring that aura sort of edge close to the body, about three feet above you, below you, and each side of you. We're kind of defining our space right now, but it doesn't need to be like this forever, just for right now. And we're just letting that earth and cosmic energy flow through the body and through the aura. Sometimes that aura is receiving cosmic and earth energy from your hands or from your feet or from the top of the crown. Sometimes your heart, which we call the fourth chakra, that center of the chest area, it might also be emitting some of that cosmic and earth energy and some of your own energy as well. I just sort of notice how that runs. 
You might notice you might need a little more earth energy or a little more cosmic energy. You might see these energies as one color. You might see them as three different colors, one for you, one for earth energy, and one for cosmic energy. Sometimes you feel the flow. Sometimes you see the flow. Sometimes you can hear it. Great. Okay. So for now, I'm going to leave you in this state and we're going to come back after a little break and we're going to do some more. Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. Hey, I would love to hear what waves are surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. And we are back surfing the psychic waves. And today we're doing a little exploration into meditation and spiritual development and kind of what sort of hangs out in the beginner area and what starts getting advanced really fast. So today we were just getting into meditation where I left you and we're going to just do that again. So I'd like you to just notice that you can be in the center of your head and you can take up all the space in the center of your head. And that might be a gold vibration. And if it's not, that's okay. It might be a different color for you in the center of your head. Sometimes using a color uh, helps you sort of grab on to whatever you're working on. You might notice that from the base of the spine to the center of the earth, you're just going to connect to that earth with this column of light. might notice that the earth is might be very loud to you today. I notice that when I connect to the earth, sometimes it has different voices. Sometimes it can be very cartoonish. Other times it can be, be very bold. Sometimes it's very funny. You might notice that some of that earth energy can bubble up through the soles of the feet, through the legs, into that base of the spine, 
It's making a nice looping action. And you might feel a little bit more settled into that seat. Or if you're lying down, it might feel a little bit more connected to the earth. You might notice some of that earth energy starts to bubble up the spine. It goes over the shoulders and out the palms of the hands. You might notice as you do this, it starts to flow through the throat, through the center of the head, and out the top of the head, like a little whale spout. And even connecting to earth energy sometimes, it can quiet everything around you. That's possible. Then from the top of the head, I'd like you to just connect to the sun. You don't have to get all fancy with the galactic center, which is actually very prominent at this time of the year, but you can connect to the sun you see all the time. We call it cosmic energy. Sometimes I call it solar light. But the sun has so many fun things for earthlings to do there in an out-of-body meditation. And also the sun uh, likes to amplify energy back to us that we might be needing. So just notice that cosmic light start to come in through the top of the head. It's going to flow down the back channels of the spine. Into that first chakra. It's mixing with earth energy. It might flow down the legs, might flow down the grounding cord. Or that column of light to the earth. You might notice some of that solar light start to bubble up the front of the chakras. You might notice it might go to different organs in the body. It's mixing with earth energy. It's flowing over the shoulders, down the arms and out the palms of the hands. It's flowing through the throat, through the center of the head and out the top of the head. And as it starts to form a little whale spout, it starts to move earth and cosmic energy through the aura. And so I'd like you to just call that aura around you. For now, three feet above you, below you, and side to side. And like I mentioned before, you might see a couple of different energy colors here. You might see the energy that is you. You might see the energy of the earth and the energy of the sun sort of flowing through your space. Sometimes when I can't quite grasp how the energy is flowing through my space, I start to make it flow a certain way. So sometimes you can use um, like a tornado-like action from the bottom of your feet and around your body. It might be flowing to the right or flowing to the left. And it might have kind of a tornado-like feel. And as this earth and cosmic energy starts to make this funnel of energy around you, it might just be a funnel that's in this egg shape of your aura. 
It might be open at the top or open at the bottom. That's fine. And as this energy swirls around, you might notice different things pop out. You might notice different characters from friends and family, different little pictures of situations you've been in recently. You might notice other colors. And any energy that's not present time, I'd like you to just release it down the grounding cord. And if any of the energy seems a little bit stubborn or difficult or you don't want to do it, (laughs) you can release it to the sun. Either way, the earth and the sun have been around long enough that they're not going to be surprised by what energy you're letting them handle. So just notice that space. We're just sort of clearing our space. We're clearing it out. We're making room for new stuff. And sometimes as we do this, we notice that there's a spirit guide that pops out. And this is kind of where I'm going with this, is that we start very simple with energy flowing through our space, and then somehow a spirit shows up. And what do we do? Well, the best sort of tool you have at this point is to say hello. You might know the spirit very well. It might have been a while since you've last talked to them. It might be brand new. They might be outside your aura. They might be sitting on your shoulder. And for now... We just want you to be in charge in the center of your head with your own energy. And if that spirit or spirit guide has shown up, you can give them a seat outside your aura. And you can pull out a chair for yourself too. You can greet them, have a little chat. Sometimes spirits show up and they look like objects. Sometimes they look like symbols. Sometimes they look like they're in costume. So for now, I'd like you to just agree with them where you'd like them to hang out in your space. Is that outside your space, inside a layer of your aura? Would you like to keep them close? Maybe they like to hang out in your heart space. Maybe you really do want them on your shoulder. I'd like you to make a choice here. Just for now. And I'd like you to let them know that you'll come back and have a conversation with them very soon. So for now, 
I'd like you to just decide what layer on the outside of your aura would you like to present to the world in the form of a color? Sometimes you want to be loud. Sometimes you want to be soft. Sometimes you want to conquer the world. Sometimes you want to hide. So whatever that is for you, as we sort of move on from this meditation, I'd like you to set that color of your aura on the outside. It might have a quality to it. it might be a little friendly. It might have some other quality to it. <laughs> I'll let you decide. And so for now, I'd like you to just notice that you can be in the center of your head. You can complete your day. You can come back to this meditation anytime or any of the other ones on Inflow Radio. Uh, up next, we have Venus Andrick, and she has all sorts of other spiritual ideas for you. So stay tuned for more on Inflow Radio. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.